Uh, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the UR Story Podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Huff Jr. And, um, you know, it's such a such a blessing to be able to have this platform to bring y'all this content, to bring y'all all of these stories, all of these guests and everything, because I feel like, you know, by hearing somebody's story, it can help you with yours, which just affirms the fact that you're not just part of the story, but affirms the fact that you are the story. And that's what we're here to do. We're here to just have good conversations. We're here to edify. We're here to grow. And we're here to just, you know, live in purpose and just to, to find that. So that that's my goal here Um if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you hit that subscribe button. If you're listening to any of the streaming platforms, that's Apple Podcasts or iTunes or Spotify or even Google Podcasts. I haven't mentioned Google Podcasts in a while. Shout out to y'all if y'all listening on that. But uh, make sure you hit the follow button and uh, leave a rating, leave a review, leave a comment, just anything to help get this platform into the eyes and ears of more people. I feel like, you know, there's a lot that can be taken from all of these episodes in this podcast as a whole. So, uh, if you if you can, I just encourage you to please go ahead and do that. That'll help me out. That'll help this platform out. And it'll help everybody else out, I believe. So, you know, thank you all for doing that. But without further ado, I'm not going to waste any more time. I got a special guest here for y'all today. Uh, this is a guy who I've known for a while now. We met actually before I got in high school. We met the summer before high school because um, one of my guests that I had, the guest I had last week, Mark, uh, me and him played football together in middle school, so we met playing football. Uh, me and the guests I have here today, we also met through football uh, the summer before. And this is a guy who you know I've gotten to know throughout the years, and somebody who we've been able to you know be living around the same area and just kind of stay in contact every now and then. I got my man, I got my brother Isaiah Hamilton. What's How you doing, on? man? I'm doing good, man. How are you, Gabe? I'm, I'm straight, man. I, I can't complain, bro. Uh, I. You know, I appreciate you being on here, man. You know, I, like I said, I, I like to bring my friends on here because I think a lot of people, you know, within the church and just kind of within my life, they don't really know who my who my friends are. They don't know who I'm kind of like always in contact with. So it's just cool to kind of introduce my friends to the, you know, the platform and everything and just to hear and just to take things away, man. So I appreciate you being on here, bro. Of course, bro. man. I appreciate you inviting me here and looking forward to a good conversation. Yeah, bro. So, you know, something I like to do, man, on each episode, I like to remember when and how I met people. Um, and the reason I like doing that is because I like to see how far, you know, the friendship or whatever has grown and progressed. Um, so like I was talking about in the intro, uh, me and Isaiah, we met playing football in high school. I was a freshman and he was a sophomore at the time. And... Um, you know, for the first half of the summer, I thought I was going to Porter Ridge High School. So I had been going to the Porter Ridge workouts. It was something that was familiar to me. I knew everybody there. I knew the coaches. So I kind of had a, a set role there already. Um, and But I was going to be on JV probably because the school was a lot bigger. But, um, you know, my, my mom had other plans. She applied me to CATA. So I went to to Cata, which I'm very grateful for. I really wouldn't be who I am today without Cata. Um, but I went to Cata, and the first people I was introduced to were the football, fo the guys who played football. And so I went to one of the summer workouts, and the first person I actually met was Elijah. Uh, yeah, the first yeah. person I met was Elijah. And he, <laughs> he was kind of showing me around and everything, and you guys were in the weight room. Um, it wasn't a lot of y'all, I think um, – Elijah was there, Clemson, uh, just a few of the guys. Uh, I think Kevin was there, too. And you were in there. And so Elijah brought me in there. Um, and I think I was the only freshman at the time that had come that day. And so, yeah, Elijah brought me in there. I was introduced to y'all. And something I appreciated about you, man, is that, you know, you instantly kind of, I wouldn't necessarily say took me under your wing, but you instantly kind of just, like, you know, showed me the ropes Um and we're just willing to kind of show me what's going on. Because I know a lot of times we have like the seniority and the upperclassmen hang out with the upperclassmen, the underclassmen hang out with the underclassmen. And, you know, that's just how it naturally is. But, you know, you kind of helping me out and just kind of just being a friend instantly, you know, I appreciated that wholeheartedly, man. So, you know, my first question to you, man, is, you know, what, how important was it to you to kind of integrate the underclassmen into kind of that fold through football and also just in the school year in general. 
Uh, yeah. So I would probably start off by saying my brother, he went to Cata before me. So kind of like following the, in the tradition of like being the underclassmen, hanging, not hanging with the older classmen, but like kind of getting to know how they do things, how they go about different situations. Kind of just passing that, passing that on, honestly. Like that's one of the main things I wanted to do. Not like being a copy of my brother, but being able to follow on and what the great things that they did and yeah. continue to pass it on. And for that to continue to just roll on like a snowball effect, basically. Yeah. But uh, yeah, dude, I remember you were so you were quiet, you were humble, but you <laughs> yeah. you were strong, bro. Strong, you were fast, like you were on a whole nother athletic level. As soon as you came in, I was like, this dude's gonna be great. As soon as he comes in, I'm like, I already know, like, coach, coach, sign him up. He's good. He's good. But yeah, man, you were very apt to listening to everything. Very humble. Very listening ear. Uh, but yeah, I do appreciate you coming out and just giving it your all from the from the get go, honestly. Because some people will be like a little bit timid, a little bit shy or whatnot, and that that's how it is. But still being able to have that and go forward with everything, and listen and work hard, that takes a lot. It takes a lot of guts. Yeah, man, for sure. And you know, just having that foundation and that group of guys there at the time to just kind of. Um, you know, just giving that advice um, and just seeing how hard y'all were working. Because, I mean, it was summer. You know, y'all could be doing whatever y'all wanted. Because I don't – I think those workouts were optional at the time. And also, I think it was a transitioning from coach to coach, right? Coach Griffin wasn't there yet, right? <laughs> yeah, dude. We had so many transitions from coaches. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And so just the fact that y'all were in there working out when the future was kind of uncertain at the time – you know, that that's something that I definitely noticed. And it was one of those things where, you know, you see your peers working hard. And it's like, man, you know, I don't want to get left behind because, you know, how they say uh, you're only as strong as your weakest link. And so I definitely don't want to be the, the weakest link who's holding the team down and everything. So, yeah, just seeing just seeing y'all working hard, man. That was that was special, man. Um, but kind of diving into you, bro, like I said, I, I like to remember when and how I met people. And so I, I met you at that time in high school, but I honestly, I, you know, just like everybody who's listening, I'm interested as well in knowing who is Isaiah Hamilton, kind of what built you up to the person that you are today, what experiences, what stories, just kind of your upbringing and everything, kind of dive into that. Yeah, um, so I would say, first off, I was born in Charlotte, basically grew up in Charlotte, grew up in Monroe a little bit too. Uh, I grew up in the church, like, a lot. Like, I was on the choir, usher ministry, uh, music ministry as well at some point. Uh, just always being around church members, being around that positive energy, that positive attitude the whole time. I say that was, like, a good bit of what got me into the character that I do have today. And then also, like, one thing that I mentioned to my mom, like, maybe three or four months ago, it's all the volunteer work she had us doing. And it was not a bad thing at all. Yeah, Like, it was in East Charlotte, just, like, handing out lunches, bagged lunches, going to the uh, the women's shelter, just helping out people that, just helping out people at that young age. I feel like it really opened my eyes to different struggles that people go through, and it really opened, opened like, my heart as well to being able to have that empathy, have that, like, not knowing how they feel, but knowing that I can help them in some type of way, even though I was, like, seven or eight years old. Yeah. And I feel like just having that uh, base level, like, platform and then growing off that with all the different things that I've helped out with that, helped out with in my life, I feel like it's just continue to build build a bigger base, build, build a bigger platform for yeah. everything else that's yet to come. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. I would say going to CAD as well helped me prioritize my different educational things and um, being able to prioritize different study habits that I needed to go, needed when I went into college, uh, getting through college, really established a platform. Uh, even though, I would say this, even though we weren't that good at sports, it taught me a lot about character. Yeah, it taught me man. a lot about losing in the best way possible. It taught me a lot about Knowing how to lose, basically. Yeah. And that's not even a bad thing, though. Like, losing is a part of life, and I don't even call it losing anymore. I call it lessons. Yeah, man. Lessons more than else. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree for sure. Um, And I think I've said this on past episodes as well. Um, You know, we weren't necessarily the best team, but, um, you know, regardless, we still, we, we learned character through that. And even though we, we lost a good amount of games, you know, just kind of figuring out how we can get better from that and learn from that instead of just kind of holding our heads down. And, you know, I, I don't, I don't remember or recall many moments where we just kind of held our heads down, like the whole day, like just letting it just get to us. So yeah, definitely that character, man, that that's important. And I like what you said, you know, not looking at those as losses, but looking at them as lessons. And, you know, even what you were saying, too, at such a young age, kind of being exposed and and experiencing, seeing, you know, I guess learning the importance of helping people, learning the importance of, you know, kind of being a significant person to somebody else. Um, I think that's important. And, you know, I can definitely see that in you is something I definitely have noticed. And, you know, that's something that's definitely important to continue um, just being who you are and everything. So, yeah, that's that's what's up, man. Um, but, you know, after having gone through high school and, you know, like you were saying, we're both really big into sports and everything. How did learning about those losses and lessons and stuff, how has that kind of helped carry you? throughout your life since high school, you know, through college and just, you know, how you're living now and stuff like that? Um, I would say a lot about the camaraderie, like being with those people, being like uh, one of my professors called this, it's called a battle buddy. Being yeah. in the battle with one of your friends, being in that intense situation with people that you care about, people that you love, being in those hard situations help you grow to being able to help others that's going through those different situations and also being able to help yourself sustain your emotions to be like, okay, I'm good. If he's good, we're all good. If everyone's good, we're going to be all right. Yeah. So just having that camaraderie, having people, having that person to be able to lean on, even when things are rough, like um, just like say we had a bad game or whatnot, um, like somebody would be upset over a play that, play that they made or play that they missed or whatnot, uh, we would have people that will come up and be like, it's all right, next play, just keep moving forward, keep moving on. Um, but, yeah, just having that person, having those people to have your back, your support team, I feel like that's a very important aspect, not even just throughout sports, throughout your life in general. Just having that support team on your back throughout your life to help you get through those different struggling tasks, whatever they may be. Whatever they may be. Yeah, that's that's facts, man. Definitely having that support to kind of help carry you because sometimes, you know, loads can be too heavy to carry by yourself. So if you can have some people who are there to kind of help carry that load and everything that can go a long way Um, and kind of getting into, you know, your support system and everything. um, I remember uh, one one we played on Fridays, right? (laughs) (laughs) That is it's been a while, man. What, we, like seven years, something like that? It, it's a, yeah, it's been a while. But, uh, yeah, I remember one Friday night we were going against, I believe, UA. Um, I think this was I think this was my junior year, junior slash senior year. <laughs> yeah, because you graduated early, though. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, either sophomore or junior, I don't remember. And, you know, there was a play, and I was on the sideline at the time, and – yeah, I think I was on the sideline at the time, and, you know, we ran the play. I think we were on defense at the time, and, you know, the play ends, and, you know, you're kind of there laying, and, you know, we see you, and, you know, I we I heard some of – we didn't know what was going on at the time, at least us on the sideline, and then we see some of the teammates coming, and they start doing this and saying, you know, waving their hands, telling someone to come, and they said, you know, his leg's not looking right, his leg's not looking right. Um And then we had found out that, you know, you had broken your leg. And so when that initially happened, what were kind of the thoughts that were going through your head? Did you did you notice immediately that something was wrong or was it one of those things where your adrenaline kind of shadowed it and you didn't notice until you looked at it or until you tried to get up or what what was going on? Uh, So a little bit of both. So at first, whenever the whole like 
So I'll walk y'all through the play a little bit. Uh, defensive play, end of the play. Oh, you good. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> Defensive play, end of the play. Play is over. Um, I'm on the ground. I'm getting up. One of my teammates, he's a lot larger, maybe like six, three, six, four, something like that. Yeah. 300 something pounds. He, unfortunately, he loses his balance and then basically just rolls on my leg, just breaks my tibia, fibula in half. Uh, so I hear the crack when it happened, but I didn't really think of it, think of it anything at that moment. I was like, all right, it just I don't know what that snap was, whatever. So I'm laying face down on the ground. I try to lift my leg up. I'm like, I can't move my leg. Wait a minute, what's going on? So I try again, I try again. I'm like, all right, I think I like broke my leg. And so uh Kevin Matt well Kevin, you remember Kevin? Yeah. Uh he runs over, he's like, oh no. He sees it, he reacts. I think he runs away, tries like signals in the trainer or whatnot. Yeah. And after that I was like I just broke my leg, and I just kept repeating that over and over. Like, it didn't hurt at that moment, because I guess all the adrenaline and whatnot, like, it yeah. shattered it. But um, when I tried to lift it and I couldn't lift it, I was like, all right, all right, I figured I broke my leg. And I heard the snap. I knew I couldn't move it, so I was like, this is definitely happening. So they definitely called people over. Uh, they made sure I had feelings in my toes. They did all the preliminary tests and whatnot, things like that. Um. That was that. Uh, they took me in an ambulance off the field. Um, my IVs were too, or my bl- veins were too small because I was so dehydrated, so they couldn't get an IV in my vein. So oh, I didn't dang. have any blood, or not blood, uh, painkiller. I didn't have any painkiller going to the hospital. Oh, so we tried dang. to go to Monroe Hospital. Uh, I think all the beds were filled up or whatnot. So we drive all the way to Charlotte, like 30, 45 minutes, something. Oh, bro, I didn't even know that. (laughs) It was crazy. But I was like, all right, I'm riding into Charlotte, 45 minutes. I have a broken leg, no painkillers. I'm just just sitting there like, all right, how is this? I honestly don't even remember what I was thinking at that point. But I do remember that it happened. I remember it was like a – it felt like forever. But we got there. Um they tried to get me into the room, like, maybe five, ten minutes in, tried to, like, physically force my bones back together. Uh, my mom was like, that's not working, it's not working. They, like, sedated me. And so, like, whenever they were trying to force it in, like, I was, like, groaning in pain. Like, I couldn't <sighs> physically say, like, no, don't do that, that hurts, because I was sedated. Yeah. But I was groaning, and I was like, my mom was like, this isn't working, just give them surgery. So, what is it, the next day or whatnot... I ended up having a rod, about four screws in my leg, and to this day, those are still there. Man. So, yeah, it was definitely it was definitely a lot on the ride there. Um, I would say the, the recovery process of it was probably the hardest part, and that's probably, that's a good part of why I got into physical therapy as well, or going to physical therapy, is just going through that recovery process, um, and then having the trainer that I worked with, um, it was actually Dr. Hammers. He was one of the te- teachers there at the moment, and then also our athletic trainer. I believe his name was Jeff. But, um, yeah, they both helped me. And I would say the the emotional aspect of it was probably one of the hardest parts because it's like my senior year, being away from all, like, my teammates, my friends, yeah. all this, that, and the third, just being away from all that, that really took a toll on me mentally. But having them there, having those words of encouragement, I feel like that was a really, really crucial part of my recovery because not being able to have that confidence in yourself to go back to sports, it's it's not a good feeling, especially after you've played it, like, all your life. Yeah, man. So it was definitely eye-opening whenever that happened. But having those people help me out as well, like I said, is a big part of why I got into physical therapy, too. Yeah, and, and I'm glad you mentioned that at the end, man, you know, having those people out because that the reason I brought that up is because I was wondering kind of how that support system around you was and how they kind of helped you throughout that whole process. Because I I obviously I can't speak on going through that. I've never, you know, knock on wood. I've I never. Say, <laughs> knock on wood, bro. Yeah, I've, I've never, you know, broken anything really. And so. The worst thing I've, as I've ever had was, like, a sprained ankle, probably. But, uh, yeah, like, you know, I was wondering how that support system was around you and kind of how – because, you know, 
obviously, like you said, you were away for the t- from the team for a good bit. Just kind of, I mean, you were still you were still present at you know the practices, and even early on in the basketball season, you were still kind of present in that, but still also having to do that physical therapy kind of in that whole recovery process. And so, you know, us kind of having that responsibility of being on the team, um, we could be there for you, like in school, but kind of outside of school, I was wondering how that support system was around you. So it's good to hear that, you know, it was strong around you and they, they helped you and everything like that. And even going back to the losses turning into the lessons, not necessarily saying that was a loss because that was kind of like a freak accident, but, you know, just kind of growing through that and persevering and everything. And then, you know, it, it honestly almost brought me to tears when, I saw you post a video on Instagram, I think, of when you like dunked for the first time again. Yeah. So how was that feeling like just being able just trusting your leg enough and just getting that first dunk in since your injury and everything? First off, I would say it's a blessing. It was a blessing getting through all of that, honestly. Um, second off, I'll say it was try. What's the word I'm looking for? It's like try go overcoming something triumphant. Yeah, uh, but yeah, having that feeling to be like, okay, I'm bigger than this now. This isn't gonna hold me down. This isn't gonna stop me. If I can do this after coming from this, who's to say like what can what else can't not what else can't I do? You know what I mean? But yeah, like, it put a lot of motivation in me to do a lot of things that I want to do and a lot of things that I did do. I would say like from not being able to walk. Literally having to use crutches every day, having to wake up with those different like tribulations or whatnot, being able to overcome those and being able to have that athletic feat to do that dunk, to dribble the ball, to do my athletic movements again. It definitely gave me a lot of motivation to push through no matter how tough it is. Yeah. And mentally. <laughs> yeah. And it, it was definitely, it was unfortunate that, you know, we didn't have you for the rest of the football season because it it was already a tough season and just losing kind of like our, at that point, like our defensive anchor, anchor pretty much, you know, for the rest of the year and then not having you at the beginning of the basketball season. It was definitely tough because you, you were always kind of like, kind of like that uh, vocal leader, kind of like that encourager, even though this dude trash talked in practice all the time. I remember there was one time, bro. I remember, I remember there was one time, bro. You made me so mad because um, uh, we were we scrimmaged a lot in basketball. I think this was after uh, this was after you had already come back from the injury and everything. And I someone passed me the ball and I shot it and I airballed. And then this man, he's like, run that back, Gabe, run that back. And so I get the ball again, and I shoot another air ball. And he's like, run that back. It made me so mad. <laughs> it made me so mad, Yeah, bro. dude. I don't know why I was just always trying to talk to everybody, bro. Juan got it the worst. Yeah, bro. Juan yeah. Got it the worst. But it was all for the best. As much as bad as it sounds in the moment now, it was all for the best. Like, no, it, just, yeah. it, it was definitely fun, like, because it – I, I was mad in the sense that I was more mad at myself than like at you because I was like, dang, I just proved this man right twice, <laughs> twice in a row. But uh, yeah, it, it was definitely fun. And it, the the vibe of practice and just the whole team overall instantly changed as soon as you kind of got back into the fold and everything, um, just bringing that energy and stuff just on the court, um, you know, and just doing the little things too, like not only scoring, but you know, some of the rebounds that we would often let get away from us, you know, just giving that extra motor and getting that rebound and outlet and stuff like that, you know, that was, that was all instantly kind of just like energized. And I'm sure that anybody else on the team would say the same thing. Um, So yeah, I'm definitely glad that, you know, that whole process was a learning experience and everything and that you didn't kind of just allow it to put you down but you came back from it and came back you know even stronger and everything and now just to kind of see how that whole process even kind of gave you gave you um that purpose of you know getting into the PT and everything that's dope and I I see you doing the uh uh the the workouts and stuff online posting your workouts and everything 
while I'm sitting there, I and I'm like, dang, like I need to get in the gym. Like, you know, just kind of seeing that it, it it's motivating for sure, man. So yeah, definitely that's what's up, bro. I appreciate and, that. And so kind of getting past that too, um in college you went to um Greensboro, right? Yep. Greensboro. So kind of describe how that how that process was and kind of how your experience throughout college having went through everything that you went through and kind of learning how was your approach and mentality going into college um i would say like first it was definitely a change definitely a change from being at home to living on your own in college yeah uh just being on campus just having that doesn't matter just being <laughs> on campus like away from everything in a whole new environment i would say that definitely um it didn't take a toll but i would say it opened my eyes a lot um obviously you have like your freshman and sophomore like activities the things that you do you have your fun this that and the third uh learn to get through that pretty quickly um after that i would say like i had my fun in college uh, i learned a lot in college um i do appreciate it but, yeah, it did bring me a lot of the people that I know today, a lot of the friends that I am friend, friends that I'm friends with. That doesn't even <laughs> <laughs> All the people that I'm friends with, like all the connections that I've made in college, it's definitely changed my, uh, my not my personality, but, like, it's it's impacted my, the way that I look at life, the way that I go about things differently as well. Um, I would say being able to, be myself in college and still being able to make like the same genuine connections that I had in high school that I have in college. Yeah. It really helped. It makes me feel good being able to be myself and then to be able to make great friends that I do have. I feel like that's a real, that's a really big takeaway that I got from it as well. Um, It's like a little awkward pause, but <laughs> that's all good, bro. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it was. I did a lot of different experiences in college. I played rugby. I did a bunch of clubs. Um, I was in a fraternity. Um, I was a club president. Um, I did a lot of different things in college. Just like that. Just taking the initiative to just try those things. I yeah. feel like it helps me out. Because I don't think I would have tried out a new sport. Like, rugby, that's a whole different world for me. Um, it was called, like, I started a cl club. It was called the Hope Academy Club. Uh, there was a school, like, maybe right down the street from UNCG. Um, it was faith-based, K through, it's K through 8 now. But um, what's the word I'm looking for? It was a lower-income Lower income students, uh, a lot of the students got either walked to school or, like, got in a school van to get there. So being able to impact those kids positively, I would say that's one of my, I would say my biggest accomplishments in college. Like, being able, so I started at that school. It was at a class or from a, through a class. It was communications in the community. Uh, we had to get, like, what, maybe 20 hours or something just helping people out or helping some organization out. Yeah. I chose that school because it was right down the street. Um, after all my hours were finished, I liked the school and I liked the staff so much I stayed there. Um, I helped with, like, tutoring after school, tutoring, like, whenever I was in between classes. Uh, sometimes they would have, like, soccer practice, football practice, this, that, or third. Like, after I would help out with that. Um, and then I believe the next summer – I got, like, a few of my friends, some people that played club football, um, some people that played a bunch of different sports in college. Yeah. I organized, like, a whole summer camp for that school. So, That's like, they got free breakfast, free lunch, uh, T-shirts as well. And they were able to, whenever they got there, what, it was, what was it, 8.50, 9 o'clock, we would have a faith and encouragement session to start out the day just to get their minds in the right place. Uh, we would do warm-ups after that, drills, and then just free time. So basically just a time 
for those kids to have something to do during summer if they weren't like traveling or out doing something. Yeah. So I would say like being able to do that and help out in that just smallest fashion, that was like probably my biggest accomplishment. And I still have so many memories, so many like things that I remember from that experience. Cause I swear, I still remember this one, this one exact story. I was uh, leaving, I was leaving the school one day and this little, what, maybe second or third grader, he's at the top of, like, I think it was the second floor looking out the window. He was waving at me. I don't even know who the kid was, <laughs> waving and smiling. I waved and smiled back, and he had the biggest smile on his face, and I will never forget that. Just, like, those little things really, really impact you a lot. And being able to help the next generation, I feel like, was a big factor in that as well. Yeah, for sure, man. And, you know... I think, you know, kids when they're younger, when they don't have those, you know, adult responsibilities, um, you know, they're still in that young stage and everything, just seeing how happy they are. You know, a lot of kids, they're simply just happy just to see somebody or even like you were saying, like, you know, seeing the kid waving and you waving back, you know, that probably... I like to say that there's some moments in our lives or somebody else's lives where something that is so small could have an impact on them and potentially even have an impact on them for the rest of their life because, you know, maybe that kid was maybe going through something. I mean, we, we don't know what he was going through or what his life was like. And so just seeing somebody, you know, wave back and smile at him, that could have made, you know, a big moment in his life. And, you know, that's part of the goal of this podcast too the reason i call it you or the reason it's called you are story is because you know there's some people who are listening that probably have no idea who i am probably have no idea who you are but just by hearing some of the things that you're saying it could help impact them and we may never know the type of impact it has on them but because of that your story has now become kind of intertwined with their story and they can live on remembering the impact that it made on them so just just hearing that, man, and just seeing how, you know, just being involved in that, you know, with some of the, the kids and the youth and everything, and just even setting up that, setting up the camp and being involved in that as well, you know, that goes to show, you know, the type of heart that you have, and also how, you know, when you have that type of heart within you, how it can spread to other people as well, and so that that's dope, man, and, you know, that's something that I... I believe should be celebrated and appreciated. And, you know, you never know one day these kids may grow up and, you know, just, you know, when they're, they, they may grow up and they may be talking to somebody and somebody may ask them something like, you know, what, what's the reason you are the way that you are, or why are you doing the things that you do? And that kid may say something like, well, there was a, just kind of like how you said, I'll never forget this story. That kid may never forget that story. They may answer the question saying, you know, there was one time, I may have been going through something or even if I was enjoying my day, you know, I was just waving at, you know, uh, one of the people in the camp and he waved back and, you know, that day changed the rest of my life. So just, I like to think about things like that, man, just doing the little things because the little things can go a long way. And I don't mean to get long winded, but like, you know, I like the word legacy because I think with legacy, a lot of people think of it as just like, it's just one moment in your life that, forever puts you in the you know the minds of everybody forever but uh you know I heard I read I forget it's this book by Tony Evans it's called Kingdom and Rising that I'm reading right now I've been reading it for a long time I keep going back because I keep on stopping reading it and stuff but something he said not verbatim but he was like legacy is you know just a bunch of little small middle moments in your life all piled up and it kind of reminds you of that question, too. You know, would you rather have a million dollars now or would you rather have a penny and it doubles every day for a certain amount of time? Because eventually it'll be more than just that lump sum that you would have gotten if you had chosen that other thing. So I think just having a bunch of small moments just and not saying you can't do big things either, but just having a bunch of small moments just compiling upon each other. That's what really builds up your legacy and that impact. So just, you know, hearing you talk about doing the small things and just all of that, that's that's what's up, man. I think that is definitely going to carry you a long way, bro, for real. I appreciate that. Um, I, would, yeah. I don't mean to cut you off. No, you're good, you're good. But um, there was this one, 
uh, there was this one quote. Uh, one of my like the cus- one of the customers at the place that I work at, uh, he said, "The little things are the big things." Yeah. And I swear that saying that statement has stuck with me since he told me that. Just having those little conversations, like the little interactions, those little things mean so much more than you think they, they that you think they do. Like honestly, yeah. like just asking a random person, "How's your day going?" Like. When they're going through their monotonous day-to-day tasks, they don't ever think of someone asking them how their day is. Like, and it ca- it catches you off guard, honestly. Yeah. It's like, wow, that person just asked, and they actually, like, even whether they care or not, they still ask. Like, they cared enough to ask. And so, like I said, those little things mean so much more than we all think that they do. And just stopping to have that moment of gen- genuinity. Genuity? What's the, I think so. I, I think I, I, th- I think that's it. Genuity. I don't know. Y'all know. Like that. Y'all know. What we mean. Y'all, know what we mean. y'all know what's up. But yeah, just having that genuine interaction, even if it's a small interaction, can mean a lot much more than you think it does. Yeah, and that even goes back to kind of how we started this episode off with just um, in school. You know, I noticed about you that you never thought that you were too too big and bad to interact with some of the people that were, you know, first coming into the school with freshmen, sophomores and everything, even when you were a senior, you know, still kind of seeing you willing to interact with some of the underclassmen. You know, I sometimes saw you like dapping them up in in the hallways, just saying, you know, what's up, kind of walking in random classrooms at times and stuff. <laughs> that, that, yeah, it, it, it was. Well, I did do that. Yeah, I, I, I did it too sometimes too, <laughs> just walk in random classrooms, as long as the teachers are cool with it. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, man, I think, yeah, just just all of that combined together, man, just the, the small things, you know, that was, that was, um that, like you said, the small, th- what was it again? The little, little things are the big things. Yeah, the little things are the big things, man. So I, I think that's true. And, you know, even because it, a lot of times the, the little things, they, it takes thought, like there has to be thought into it, like. Let's say you're with you're you're married to somebody and you know you could it's nice to go on an expensive trip and just take them to like Turks and Caicos or, or the Barbe- whatever all those places are <laughs> right. expensive places but you know and not saying you should do this all the time definitely trips and vacations are essential I believe but at the same time you know I think it's always nice to maybe get like maybe ha- give them like a scrapbook or something that cuz that that takes time to make especially if you took the yarn and made it yourself and stuff. So yeah, I think those little things definitely do do go a long way, man, for sure. But um kind of diving into kind of pivoting uh going back to uh your college days and everything. Uh I remember there was a post I saw on Instagram of you in college and you were introducing that you had just written and released a book. And if y'all didn't notice, it's been sitting here this whole time. Well, this is actually the uh, the second edition, the collector's edition. I also have the the first one that you released as well that had the, uh, it was like the road on it. Yeah. yeah. But it's called uh, Look Both Ways Before You Cross My Mind. I'll like, I'll make it like bigger so it's easier to see. But um, I guess kind of dive into this, man. Like what? I guess what kind of led you to writing this? Was it more of like kind of like was it kind of like a a bucket list type of thing, or was it you know based on experiences or kind of what was going on? Kind of dive into what was going through your mind when you decided to initially write this book and then the process of releasing it and sharing it with the world. Yeah, so um, I had been writing since I was like maybe thirteen, fourteen years old. So I'd had these poems in, like, the notes of my phone for, like, years and years. Oh, so these are... Some of them are, like, when I was young. Man, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, dude, when I was young. But um, I had them all compiled up. Um, I had let one of my friends read it during college. And just, like, after she read a few of them, she was jokingly like, oh, I can't wait to see this in a book or I'll buy your book someday or something like that. And I was like, yeah, all right. Like, I just, like, kind of shrugged it off. Didn't think she was serious or whatnot. She was like, no, I'm being so serious. I was like, huh. I just put some thought into it. Then after uh, COVID happened and we had that whole break from everything, I was like, 
I have some free time on my hands. Why not try to put something together? So I think I went through, um, I think it was Microsoft Word, and I, like, typed out each and every poem. Um, I had initially put it into chronological sequence, but then on the second edition, I split it up into different sections. Um, but, yeah, so I split it up. Uh, it was initially, like, chronological, but... um. Yeah, I just had those together for a while. And um, what was I going to say? So the book was $20. The first one was $20, but I donated 60% of each book to the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. Yeah. And it's in, in uh, it's through Winston-Salem. It basically helps kids or HBCUs all throughout the nation with education and scholarship opportunities. But I would say... I raised over a thousand dollars for that, and that really—that was another accomplishment of mine as well. Just being able to raise that money, seeing how much people cared, whether it was about me or whether it was about the donation, just seeing how many people cared that much about what I had going on—it really, it really meant a lot. And whether it was family, friends, people I didn't know, um, and the people to help promote it and like get the word out there for it as well. That goes along with thank you for that as well just now, but like beforehand as well, like just everybody helping out with that. Like it's not, I can't dedicate one thing to just one person. I can't dedicate a lot of accomplishment to one person. Like it was so many moving parts that helped put that book together that it just like that support system always, always the support goes back to the support system, having those people to encourage you to give you those helping words that you, even if you don't think you need or if you don't, how, how am I trying to phrase this? Not if you don't think you need it, but you do need it, if that's the way that I'm, yeah, I can't really try to, I don't know. Yeah. I know what I'm trying to say, but I can't really like vocal, not like <laughs> word it out. Yeah. But yeah, having those people to help you out and then get it out there, I really helped and. I would say another main reason of writing that, and I think it's on the back as well, is just to, like, help the next generation to be that person, like, if I can do it, you can do it too, basically. Like, just having that, I wouldn't say being a role model, I, don't, I wouldn't want it to be that big of a word, but being that type of impact on somebody. If there was one person that was willing to follow their dreams because I did that book, then my job was done. If at least one person did that, if I inspired at least one person, it's amazing. Like, yeah. That's all that matters because that's all we have. Like, we can't take anything to the next life. Like, we can only pass on lessons. We can only pass on good emotions, different things. Can't really pass on the physical things. Yeah, man. And that that's kind of to summarize, you know, what you just said, that's kind of what I took away from this when I first, when you first um, introduced it to everybody, you know, that word impact. Um, Cause one, you know, you had put your thoughts on paper and shared it, which one, that's a brave thing to do. Cause a lot of people, they kind of, they kind of run from getting, I guess, What's the word I'm thinking of? I guess vulnerable in that way. Yeah. yeah um, so just that and that bravery, that can definitely help somebody to, you know, if Isaiah can do it, if Isaiah is able to just share his thoughts and, you know, in the way that he did, I can do it as well. And then you had mentioned the Thurgood Marshall Fund as well and that that donation, donate, the 60% donation to that you know, that's something that I appreciate as well. I mean, even the shirt you're wearing right now, I noticed it's the uh, Support Black Colleges shirt. Yes, sir, <laughs> it's a nice know. shirt. I might have to get me one of those. <laughs> no, you do. I, sure. ha I have the, uh, you know how they have the hoodies as well? Yep. I have one of the hoodies. Yeah. But yeah, man, just like I said, you know, I think this whole book is just has a huge impact to it because with that bravery of just getting vulnerable with, um, with sending that money over to that to the Thurgood Marshall Fund when that's not something that you have to do, but just something that you chose to do, man, and just helping out in that way. I think that's dope as well. And, you know, I 
even even the title, you know, look both ways before you cross my mind. When I when I first read that title, I was like, you know, that's that's a great title right there because something that and you 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 uh, met him earlier, Pastor Bernard. Something that he he told me because um, I've been getting into preaching as well, and and something that he told me was, you know, you kind of want to paint the picture and get people intrigued with what you're about to say. And so he always has a title for his sermons that's kind of like, hmm, what is he about to talk about? And so that's kind of what I got from uh, your title, Look Both Ways Before You Cross My Mind, because um, it, it's like when you look both ways before you cross a street because you know that there could be an impact coming. There could be something that's, you know, um, so you have to be safe crossing it. And so... When I read that, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, what I took from that is that, you know, we're about to enter into dangerous territory, but in a good way, though, if that makes sense. Right. So that that's what I took from it. But I guess what kind of went into choosing that title and how, how long did it take you to kind of come up with that? Is that something that you already had in mind or was it, did you have all of the stuff written down and then that? a combination of all of the poems and all that you had written kind of culminated into that title? Um, I would say I'll be truthful about it. It's from a Kendrick Lamar uh, verse. Oh, like okay, okay. Before you cross my mind. It's um, it's a verse off, it was the untitled, it was the untitled album, the green album. Yeah, yeah. I think it was untitled three or untitled seven, one of the two. Yeah. But, um... Yeah, no, I specifically chose that one because I wanted people to get a different, like, be open-minded before going into the book. Like, don't think about this book's like, okay, about to read about this person's about to be one side, it's about to be this, that, or third. I can already oh. predict what it's going to be. Yeah, it's yeah. It's like, no, think about it twice when you read it. Don't think it's just, don't think it's just no, not, not it's not normal, but it's just not, what am I looking for? It's not think both think twice before you judge. Don't judge a book by its cover. It's basically the main like the what I'm trying to get from behind that. Like yeah, think twice before assuming something about somebody. Basically yeah, think twice about assuming you know something about me before reading the book. And that's basically what it is. It was kind of as you said, it's kind of like a warning, but in a good way as well. So like yeah. think twice like. Um, I can't <laughs> voice what I'm trying to say. Yeah. But you got it, though. You understood it. Like, don't think it's already, don't, I don't want to keep repeating myself. Yeah, I guess don't, don't project your opinions on the book. Instead, just take it for what you have made it to be. Right. Um, I guess, I, I, at least I think that's what, how to, how to, how to word that. Or <laughs> it's it's a hard it's a hard like way to think about it. It's yeah, very, yeah, yeah. But I would say it's just don't judge a book by its cover. It's basically behind it. Like yeah, yeah. I'm gonna leave it at that because anytime <laughs> I try to explain it, just goes back to just the repeating. Where I'm done with that. Yeah, but yeah, think, like yeah. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> you see yeah. what I'm saying? Don't judge a book by its cover. Basically. Yeah. Um. But something that. I, something that I liked uh, that you had in the first page. I'm not going to spoil it. If y'all if y'all want this, y'all got y'all go get it yourselves. I'm not going to read everything. I'm not going to say what it's about. If you're interested, if you're interested in it, make sure you go ahead and get it. Um, do you still have like the links and everything? Yep. Uh, so, oh yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and put all of that into the in the description. Make sure you go check it out. Make sure you go support Isaiah. Make sure you read this book. It was really good and. You know, it, it really opens up different perspectives. And this is my first time actually even hearing or reading. Um, is it called the anthology or anthology anthropology anthology anthropology? Yeah, basically yeah. like a autobi autobiography anthropology. Maybe. Yeah. And that, that's the first time I'd ever even, you know, heard of that, you know, form of writing before. So just kind of diving to the into that and. You know, seeing how the di it was different from, you know, maybe just a autobiography, you know, kind of like with the chapters and everything, just a general kind of story, you know, reading it in that way, I think was very unique. 
But something that stood out to me, and this is the only thing I'm going to read from this book. So, like I said, if y'all want more, y'all have to go check it out for yourselves. I'm not going to spoil anything. All right. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I I read in the dedications and acknowledgement section that uh, you you said that your your grandmother uh, taught you and your brother listen twice as much as you speak because God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. And I was like, man, that's that's good because I I had heard that before, but I never really thought too much about it. But, you know, we literally do have two uh, two ears and one mouth for a reason. And then we even have two eyes and one mouth for a reason. So kind of just what I guess what made you put that in there and what type of impact uh, did your grandmother have on you in you know, in the culmination of this book and just kind of the the purpose and the direction that you took it in? Um, I would say she taught, she taught us a lot about manners, having respect. And respect is a lot of what goes into that. Like having that respect for a person before even like knowing what they have going on. Yeah. Having that respect for a person for just being a person, honestly. And that's one of my main rules. Like, if you can't give anyone anything, you can at least at least give them respect as being a person and acknowledging them as a person. Like if you can't acknowledge somebody as a person, then that there's 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 that. Yeah, I'll I'll leave it at that. There's that. But yeah, I would say she taught us a lot about manners and a lot about like just the upbringing of just being respectful to anybody and everybody, and yeah, just. Going back to the two ears, one mouth, like, there's a lot that goes on around you, so, and it goes back to that, like, think twice, like, observe more than you talk. Yeah, yeah. Observe things more than you talk. Two eyes, two ears, listen more, see more, before you just go out and assuming something about anything, honestly, and that's basically where that's coming from, where that's stemming from, just observing before assuming. Yeah, and even even going back to the title too, look both ways before you cross my mind. You know, when you when you um when you're about to cross a road, you have to use your eyes to look and see if the cars are coming. And if it's like you know a turn or there's grass or a tree covering the way, you may have to use your ears. So you got to use those before you let yourself and the people that are behind you know. All right, let's go. So you naturally have to use your eyes and your ears before you can use your mouth to say let's go. So it's cool how that all works together, man. Um, but like I said, that's the only thing I'm going to mention about that's in the, within this book. Make sure y'all go check it out. Look both ways before you cross my mind. Link is going to be in the description. Go support my boy. Go go support um, just everything this book is about because it, it is really good. And it really does kind of open your eyes and your ears to to hear and to see kind of different perspectives and a different way. And just to kind of dive into, you know, your mind and just your life and stuff. So I I think it's really dope that you dropped this book, man. And kind of like what you were saying um, earlier with, you know, maybe somebody will look at it and they'll be inspired to do something that they've been dreaming about. Um, When you first, when you first uh, released it, I don't know if you remember, but I, I had actually DM'd you, and I was like, man, you know, this is so dope. Uh, send me your cash up so I can support and everything. You actually, I'm, I've actually been thinking about uh, writing a book myself. Yes, yeah, so I, I don't know if you remember that because it was it was so long ago. But uh, now that you mention it, I do like kind of recall it. Like, some. I mean, if anything, I can just go back and just like look, basically. But yeah, I do like I do recall it. Yeah, and and the crazy thing is, I was going to. I don't know if I should say this or not, but I whatever. Who who cares? Because at the end of the day, it'll 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 kind of be like my thing, anyways. But you know, I I wanted to call it the reclassified, and the reason that is, make sure if you the reclassified, make sure you go check it out. That's a blog I have, the reclassified. I'll put the link right here. Make sure you go check it out. I post blogs on there, just things that the Lord puts in my heart and mind to say, and I just write things on there. Make sure you go check it out, please. I have I haven't put post it on there in a minute but i'll start getting back into it and if i see you know a lot of people start listening to it maybe that'll encourage me to put more on there but you know you never know but the reclassified makes you go check it out but back to the back to the the uh what do you call it the regular services but yeah it 
<laughs> I love how you just said that and just kept going. So, back to the service. But yeah, I, I was gonna call. <laughs> I was gonna call it the rec- or I still do want to uh, write in call it the reclassified because I reclassified from the class of nineteen to the class of eighteen, and that transition really kind of helped me find out who I was. Because, you know, in high school, I had all my friends and stuff, which is cool and which is nice. But I was kind of living through them a lot. And so I never really took the time to figure out who I was. So, you know, I get thrown into college. Uh, I don't know anybody. None of my friends, you know, grad. I, I mean, I had friends that were upperclassmen. Like I had you and some of the other football guys and friends and stuff like that. But, you know, it, I guess, uh it was graduation was kind of y'all's moment. Um, it was kind of a struggle for me because I was like, man, do I it's kind of like imposter syndrome? Like, man, you know, even though it's cool to graduate early, it's like, do I really belong? All of everybody was kind of taking pictures with each other. I was just kind of <laughs> there. Yeah, just there. But that helped me. And that, you know, that's why I kind of branded this whole, you know, everything the reclassified because that transition really helped me to figure out who I was and that kind of birthed, you know, a lot of this stuff. And so after seeing you um, write this book and share it with everybody, it was kind of at that point, at that point, the reclassified was just an idea, but, you know, kind of seeing you do that and, you know, some other things that were going on at the time as well really kind of helped to birth that. And, you know, this podcast, um, even getting into writing myself, like I said, I, I do the blogs and stuff on the reclassified.com. But, <laughs> but yeah, man. So, you know, a lot of the stuff that you were talking about that went into writing this book and wanting to help people, you know, it, it really does help, man. So, you know, I definitely appreciate you, you know, taking the time to just share that with the world, bro. Cause I, I think it is important. And I think, um, you know, anybody who reads it and takes the time to, you know, whether whether it's friends, whether it's uh, your family, whether it's just people who may not necessarily even know you, um, you know, just kind of diving into, you know, looking both ways and kind of preparing themselves to dive into your mind and kind of what's going through and everything. I think that is a, I think that's really dope. And I think that'll help to encourage a lot of people to, you know, chase after what they would like to do as well and to even you know, share things that are going on through their mind as well. So, yeah, I appreciate you releasing this, man, because I, I think it's dope. I think it's really impactful and can help a lot of people, man. Of course. Hey, and I'm looking forward to the reclassified as well. I did not know that, it, like, that was the title because of that reason. Yeah. But I really like that title because of that reason. Like, it was your, even though it was a reclassification, it was your first step to becoming your own person. Like, I don't know if you've already taken steps before that as well, but mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, your first steps of becoming your own person, creating your own podcast, your own blog, your own branch of who Gabe is. Yeah. And so I really like that title and I really like the direction that you're going with that, even with this podcast as well, like giving people the ability to share their story on your podcast. Like that's like that gives somebody a platform that they may not have gotten before to be able to voice how they feel about things and, it's always like a snowball effect. Yeah. Like you will probably help somebody else that's like younger than you, maybe your little brother, little cousins or whatnot, whatever may have you. You will be helping somebody else that's younger than you, that's seeing this, that's watching this, that's hearing this, and they'll be able to venture out into their own direction, venture out into their own branch of whatever that they want to do. And I feel like it's very important for us as young men to do this, to have these important steps because, like I said, we're – establishing that foundation that path and we're being able to have people do the same things as well like being able to voice their own things and go their own way yeah so it's i'm looking forward to it one and i appreciate what you're doing too 100 percent, because it's it means a lot yeah even if, even if you don't know yet i know you're impacting a lot more lives than you may think yeah like, honestly I, and i i appreciate that man because i you know, it, it's always good to to receive that and just to receive that encouragement because it, it really is motivating and kind of like, you know, what you were talking about earlier with that support system and just knowing that I have family, I have uh, the people in the church and I have friends that 
you know, are just supporting and vice versa. It, it's it definitely helps you to to keep moving and keep you motivated and everything. So I appreciate that, man. And you know, I know we're getting a little close to the end here, but my last question to you, bro, is for anybody out there who wants to chase after a dream, whether it may be writing a book, whether it may be, you know, maybe starting creating content online, you know, that is giving advice or something like that, or just whatever they may have going on that they would like to do, even if it's, even if it's, you know, even, you know, wanting to dive into being a teacher to teach the next generation or anything, man, what, what advice would you have for them to kind of just stay that course and trust the process in that? Um, first, I would always say, like, always don't let anybody else, like, dictate what you want to do, what you feel like doing. If you want to do that and you have, like, the right plan behind it, go for it 100%. If that's how you're feeling, it's your life, go for it. Make sure you have the right people around you. Make sure you have the good plan in place and go for it. Secondly, I would say, like we talked about earlier on, don't take them as losses. Take them as lessons because they will come. No matter what you do, no matter what you go through, you will have things that will set you back. Yeah. And that's just a part of life. That's a part of living through those, getting through that, being able to, like they say, get knocked down and get back up. That's that's where the fight comes in. That's where the, the motivation comes in to be like, okay, yeah, no, I got through this. So don't take those losses as else. Take them as lessons. See what you did wrong or see what happened wrong. Correct. Try to correct it. See where to go from there. Basically plan around that so it won't happen next time and there's going to be many more. There will be so many times that you will be set back. But as long as you have that end goal in mind, the people around you, you have your plan in, uh, plan in place, just keep moving forward. Yep. Keep moving forward, no matter what. That's what's up, man. You know, like uh, like um, uh, like Nipsey said, the marathon continues, right? Exactly. Yeah. The marathon always continues. <laughs> marathon and marathons it marathons aren't a sprint you know it it takes time so and it takes a lot of practice as well because you got you can't just jump into a marathon you got to go through the the struggle go through the uh you know all the grueling days and everything but yeah man i I appreciate you i appreciate those words man like i said i i can definitely i definitely know that someone is going to listen to this episode and you know maybe they're experiencing some of the things that you've uh, experience that you shared today, man. Maybe someone has something that they would like to do that they're kind of unsure of, and maybe they just needed to see it lived out and see, you know, how someone is handling that to get, grow the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Grow the, I guess their motivation to do it and, and everything. So yeah, man, I definitely appreciate you. Appreciate everything you've said here today, man. Appreciate you for being here on this platform and for all of y'all that that made it here to the end, I appreciate y'all for listening. I um, I I know that you know a lot of these episodes they they're just so good, and I, I do believe that they're they're all gonna have some type of impact on somebody because th- I think there's always somebody out there who needs to hear your story. So thank you for sharing yours, bro. And uh, it's definitely something I learned a lot more about you today, uh, and I'm sure that. You know, maybe someone who, maybe those who we went to school with, they'll learn more about you as well through this through this episode and everything. So, for everybody who's listening, thank y'all for tuning in. Once again, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, uh, leave a comment, like the video, and, and just share what this episode. You know, kind of what you took away from this episode. Share just how this whole podcast as a whole has impacted you in any type of way. Um, I just love to hear some of y'all's comments and everything. We have a lot of people that watch the episodes but aren't subscribed. Uh, the the subscribe to unsubscribe ratio of those who watch the episodes, it's not, you know, come on now. Just hit that subscribe button. I think we're at. <laughs> I think like we're. Come on, just click. That's it. That's it. Yeah. I, I think we're at 94 subscribers right now. So I, I, I really want to hit that 100 point mark. So, you know, let's just go and do it. Um, if you're watching, just take a screenshot, you know, share it with friends, family, anybody, just, you know, support. I'd really appreciate that. And, you know, like we said, the most important thing here is just making sure that 
the voice of the Lord is the loudest voice. So definitely want to share that with others so they can hear that. That's that's the number one thing. Um, also, if you're watching or listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, make sure you hit that follow button, leave a rating. Um, I'm sure I think there's a section on there where you could leave a rating of however, however many stars you want, preferably five stars. But if you think it was a one star, I won't be mad at you. A I little, would. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, and leave a review. I just love to hear what y'all think about each of these episodes, and even if you have ideas of certain things that you would like to talk about, different topics and stuff. Um, I'm probably going to do start doing some episodes where I'm just kind of uh, by myself or maybe have somebody back, maybe have you uh, you back in the future and have like a Q&A type of thing, have people send in questions and we could answer them and something like that. that would be cool. I think that would be really cool for sure. So anything like that, if y'all have anything, you know, please just send those in. It'll, it'll be a great help. And it'll I, I'd like to get y'all involved a lot more as well. Um, uh, what else? Um, don't forget about the reclassified. Like I said, that's the a blog that I do. Um, I haven't posted on it for a while, but um, you know, I, I just it'll just be a great appreciation to support that and just to read some of the things that I've put on there that you know God's put on my heart to share and some of the other things that I've studied and stuff. So uh, if you're able, um, just go ahead and support that. I, that'll be a great help. Um, don't forget to support uh, Isaiah's book. Like I said, I'll put the link in the description. Um, and like I said, it's such a great book. There's there's so many gems that you can take away from it. It's called Look Both Ways Before You Cross My Mind. Um, just make sure you go and check that book out. Make sure you get you, you, yourself a copy and share it with your friends and everybody. And uh, yeah, I think that is, I think that's everything. But as always, thank y'all all for tuning in. Uh, thank you, Isaiah, again for being here. And we'll see, and we'll see y'all next time. Peace out. Deuces.